Hey, welcome to Fast Forward Your Entrepreneur Journey with me, Abby Yong. Every week, we share with you how you are able to reach your next level, impact your life and for others, and break out of your comfort zone, and scale your business to fast forward in your entrepreneur journey. Stay tuned. Hey, fast order. So today we have a guest. Her name is Dr. Nadia Brown. So Dr. Nadia Brown has bring over 15 years of experience in leadership, powerful conversation, achieving goals and respect for people to develop a comprehensive sales process to increase closing rate and satisfied client retention. So uh, she also has a uh, agency. Her agency name is the Donya. Sorry, it's a pronounce it wrongly. The Donya Donyan Agency, a sales agency that works with, with business owner companies and corporation to multiply revenue, revenue, and awake the consistent closer within your sales team using the consistent sales method. And she's also the author of Selling Like a Lady Courage Diary book. Welcome, Dr. Nadia. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes, I thank you for coming on on my show. Yeah, like to help entrepreneur to Thanks fast forward their, their journey. So maybe would you like to share about, uh, like before this entrepreneur journey or as a sales coach, um, what, what is your furious maybe job or businesses is before starting this agency. I was actually in corporate. So before starting a business, I spent several years um, in the corporate space. I started out as an engineer. So I have a bachelor's degree in computer engineering and I, so I was in IT and working with computers. I did that for many years. Um, I worked in higher ed. I've worked in financial services. So a lot of different, um, you know, industries, very background before I decided to leave and start a business. Oh my god! I think IT engineer is so cool. Like I always see them. Like when I have problem with my laptop at office or wherever place, then I will just ask them, "Hey, what is wrong?" Then they will ask. Tuk, 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 tuk. Then everything is settled. Like what? What do you do? Then they say, um, "I know, I know." I was trust me. I'm the family IT person. Even to this day, they're like, "Nadia can fix it." I'm like, mm, "Maybe not." <laughs> I can tell you, like, uh, I think many people are afraid of technology, but actually technology is there to help us. But, you mm -hmm. know, when we first try to use a certain software or technology or whatever thing, we will, like, tend to throw our handphone away or throw our laptop away. Until, like, but you must have that mindset that you can make anything work. So if you have the positive mindset and if you have the will... To make it work, it will work for you. So Absolutely. yeah, I think I, I encountered a few people who are very afraid of technology, but I tell them, don't be afraid. If you keep, the more you say I'm afraid, the more you will have this panic attack and you will not do it at all. Just try, take your time, slowly, you know, get used to it and you will uh, slowly grow to love it. L love it. I mean, at least like it. Don't love it. I mean, I don't really love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, Okay, after like leaving your corporate job, uh, corporate job, why suddenly you thought of doing a agency? Is it, is just an idea that come up of you, or your friend told you that you can start an agency, or what happened around fitting that? Good question, Abby. I actually started um when I started my first business or the first iteration. I like to consider it. I was doing more leadership training and coaching for women leaders in the corporate space who were in male dominant fields and we're on that trajectory 
um, of moving up. One of the challenges though was I hated sales. And so I was not good at it. <laughs> I didn't like it. And it really presented some cash flow problems, you know? Um, and so it just, it got to the point where I was simply out of money. I didn't have the cash to continue. Um, I didn't have any prospects. It was just, it was a hot mess. And so I was like, you know what, Nadia, you, you have to make a decision. Are you going to cry and wallow in guilt and shame and all the other emotions that come up with that? Or are you going to make a decision that you're going to figure it out? And that's what I did. And so after going through that process of training, I actually was able to, I was hired um, as an independent contractor by one of my former, they, I hired them first and then they hired me. Um, and, and through that position and that role, I thought I was coming on and help with some leadership training and providing support and insight into that only to find myself in a sales position to then find myself being number one salesperson to training and coaching. I'm like, wait a minute, what just happened here? How did this happen? And so when I left, I had friends who were like, Nadia, you just can't take this information and just, you know, not share it with other people. And so they were the ones that actually pushed me to launch the agency. Oh my God, I think this is so important. Like, like what you say is right. Like if you don't have enough cash, cash flow coming into your company, you are actually not having a business at all. It's just a hobby that you spend time doing it. So yes, uh, I think the famous one, there's one YouTube channel about sales, always be selling something, always be closing, ABC. Mm-hmm. Always be closing. Mm-hmm. So it's very important for, that's the number one reason why company like fail. Like, because we need cash flow, right? So I think you are the best person to talk about it. So uh, after being the number one salesperson, um, because that that company hire you and you hire them back or something like this, like, so you grow to love, love sales or is there a mindset shift for you? What is it? I think it was a couple of different things. I think one in the beginning, I didn't, I didn't necessarily think about the sales. I treated it more as I was just trying to learn. So I entered sales conversation from a more curious place versus a place of so much pressure on closing the sale. I think the other thing is just having that that mindset or maybe that detachment from it. Maybe I wasn't as attached. I don't know. But through that, I just realized I'm just having conversations. And honestly, Abby, I wasn't paying attention to certain things. I don't recommend it, but I wasn't paying attention. And one day, one of the owners called me and he was like, Nadia, do you realize that you've closed over $100,000 or something close to around that um, within the past 72 hours? And I was like, no, <laughs> I did not realize that at all. You know, I'm just over here doing my thing. And so that really caused me to start paying attention to what am I doing? Because I'm obviously doing something right. What does that really look like? And what was it that shifted to where I am actually enjoying this process? And so that was when I started to pay attention. And I was like, I'm just having a conversation. Not necessarily sales conversations, although they are, but I just treated them as we're like, like you and I are just having a conversation and we would talk, people would laugh, we would cry sometimes. (laughs) And, you know, and then if it was a good fit, people would, you know, be like, okay, let's do it. And that was, that was how it went. Oh, yes. I think it's very important because people always like they thought they need to be persistent, like buy, buy, buy. But 
building a relationship you also can build a like have a sales because people don't care how much you know but they only care how how you make them feel the feeling that feeling you the things that you make them feel is the you know not everyone can do that not say not everyone can do that it's like uh you know personal branding is a personal touch on how you can touch someone with not the things you know but with your words that you care and concern about mm-hmm. them yeah not trying to sell them something but your care and concern for them so oh my god it's like if people understand this right like just sales is just like building relationship i think mm-hmm. and they will not be so afraid so so after closing like 100 over 1000 sales into 72 hours and you were in shock so we start to um take notice of what you are doing but you you realize that actually you are just building a relationship with people is mm-hmm. it so you're just building a relationship you're um you're building connection and then a lot of times because especially in the beginning I didn't know what to say or it felt really uncomfortable I would just ask questions and let people talk you know and so I was became a very good listener and then from there you could be like oh okay so I hear you say this is that correct great and here's how we can help um if you're interested this is what it would look like you know walk them through all those details the investment and then how does that work you know and so but it it really it sounds super simplistic right when you're talking about it on a podcast <laughs> but when you're in it and you you have the time to practice it over and over and over again um you really develop that natural flow for it but a lot of times some of the times i just feel like it was super by accident but a lot of times in my sales conversations my goal is to ask the right questions and listen and then see if there's a way i can help oh do you read any books regarding that or you just like when you learn and when you talk and you practice you just come out of everything that you know Um I read a lot of books now but I think going in it was more um I did have coaching and training so I did attend a quite a few different sales trainings um I like to have what I now call my conversation guide so it is like a your bullet points or your list of things you want to make sure you cover your questions that you're going to ask that helps you not only stay focused during a conversation but it also gives you confidence because you're a business owner and you know what it's like when you go into a conversation and now in the back of your head you're trying to think about what am i going to say next and what if they say this and what if they say that so if you have your guide with you it takes that away because you're like oh okay well if they say this and i'll say this so the more you're prepared you are it allows you to really relax and show up confidently on those calls do you have like a sales script that like other coaches teach like okay this is my sales script that you can use to close a sales or or you just have a guideline like okay these are the no nope, i don't like sales scripts i don't like them that's why i call it a guide i think that especially in the beginning or if you're selling a new product or service um it's important that we you know we have those those touch points that guide to you know help us whether it's a is written down or we have it on our computer or our phone or wherever just to jar our memory you know like oh yeah that's right cuz sometimes we just forget um, especially when we get nervous i know i do but i don't want it to be scripted because i want you to be able to have a natural conversation and scripts are not natural and so i don't teach my clients to have sales conversations like me because their clients aren't necessarily my clients they aren't me they don't have my personality so how can you show up 
fully as you and really meet that person where they are and have an authentic conversation and still close the sale. Wow. Okay. So there's no sales script. It's just a guideline no, for you. No sales script. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I know like sales, I also don't follow a sales script like because it seems unreal. It's not me. Like then you will talk like, uh, have you ever, uh, they, it's not you, then people can feel it. They can sense the energy. Like, yep. are you, uh, because you ask this question, then you ask that question, then you lead to the sales. So, um, but like, like what you say, personal touch is very important. Connect, we, uh, connection with people is very important. During like, you need to listen. So you ask a question and you listen and let them do most of the talking. This is the most yes. important thing, right? You talk 20%, customer talk 80%. Yes. I think I heard before somewhere. <laughs> so also take note like what they say. Then you can repeat what they say. Oh, so mm-hmm. I realized that your problem is, that's now you told me that this, 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 this. So I have a solution for you. So I might feel that this solution, this, this, this will suit you. <laughs> Something like this. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a very expert in sales, but I know that you just need to be authentic. Like you, be you. And don't try to fake it. Just be you. And go right, and absolutely. So, uh, can I find out like more about your book? Uh, when do you write this book, and what this book is about? Oh my gosh! So that book, uh, I think it was released in twenty seventeen ish. Um, the Courage Diary. I wrote the Courage Diary. Honestly, it's not a book. Book. It's actually a diary that allows you to track your sales conversations. The reason why I wrote the book was, or created, I should say, the diary, was because I felt like a lot of times in your sales coaching, your coach would tell you to have a sales conversation. You have a sales conversation, you go back and provide, they will provide feedback. And a lot of times I felt beat up from those sales conversations, especially if I didn't close the sale. And so a lot of times, so now people go into a sales conversation and their focus is, I got to close, I got to close, I got to close. Even if the person isn't a good fit, like that doesn't make sense. So I realized, you know, it takes a lot of courage to invite people to work with you, to get on those phone calls, especially when you're newer in business and it all feels so very awkward. The Courage Diary is actually designed to celebrate what you do have control over. And that is you showing up, you showing up, you being aware, you listening, you tracking it so that if there's an opportunity there, you can go back and follow up with that person. But then at the end of the month, you can look back and say, wow, I've had 27 conversations this month. Like, let's celebrate that versus only celebrating sales made or revenue or whatever. Those are definitely important, but it's also important to celebrate the fact that you had the courage to actually have a sales conversation. And then this is a tool to help you get better at it. And there are some prompts in there. Like, you know, if they said no, what emotions came up for you? So you can start to pay attention to things where you might be um, sabotaging the sale or not asking for the sale or, you know, certain things like that. Um, So it's also created as a tool to help you get better and help you start to track different metrics in your business. But it's really designed to celebrate the fact that you had the courage to have the conversation in the first place. Oh yeah, celebrate all wins is very important. Like you, yes. because I think I think you heard many times. Like they say, money is energy. So if you celebrate all wins, you tend to pull the energy to you, that vibe in you. So like 
even though you manage to have a sales conversation, it's a win. You manage to, you know, do a sales post, it's a win. Because mm-hmm. not everyone wants to do a sales post because they don't want their Facebook profile or whatever their thing to be filled with selling and selling and selling. But in order to keep everything in a flow, we, we, we just need to have the courage, like you say, the courage book that you, is a diary. Uh, can you tell, maybe I think someone would be interested to buy that book. Maybe you tell, like, share where to buy that diary. Oh, you can grab it on Amazon, amazon.com. It's there. It's a Courage Diary. It's a great reference. You'll have the uh, 100 conversations because I often, I haven't done one in a while. So, Abby, maybe this it's time for me to do another one where I will do a 30-day challenge. I know 30 days is a long time, but the goal is to have 100 sales conversations. I won. In I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Please let me know when you do it. I, I want to. Yes. And so the diary goes along with that. Okay. You fill up your diary. You have all these conversations. Most people never call. I actually, I have yet to have someone call me and say, I got my hundred no's. They always call or share their wins about the, all the new clients they now have. And they're off to work with their new clients and grow their businesses. <laughs> okay. So maybe uh, will you share me the Amazon link so that um, when I launch this podcast, I will just share with it together with the Amazon link mm-hmm. and your profile everything so people can find you and find out more about your challenge <clears throat> and they have to purchase the book first right before joining your challenge right they don't have to purchase it but if you do the challenge you want the book yeah I think to do the challenge is good to have that book that diary with you the courage diary and write down yes. everything all the wins that you have and all the things yes. you did not off and you can learn along the way also yeah that's, that's very good so I think everything that you share that's not right about listening, about um, cash flow and all, it's all about leadership. Because leadership, leader, a leader has to be a good listener. Like mm-hmm. really listen, not like trying to overtake the conversation, but listen. I think listening is quite difficult for some people. Like they tend to want to, because they already know that they can help that person, so they bear enthusiastic. So they keep talking and talking. And so they don't stop and listen at all. So that's why maybe their sales process is not so, didn't, they didn't close the sales. Not saying not so good, like they just didn't close the sales. So I heard a lot of like coaches, they talk about sales. They say you have to close it within like a certain time frame. You cannot talk for one hour. So is it what you do also? Like you need to close the conversation within like 20 minutes or 25 minutes or 30 minutes. It depends. In my, well, in my opinion, I think it depends. I think that depending on how a person, what happens before the person has a conversation. So there are opportunities, like if you're hosting a live event, then maybe you don't need a lot of time in that one-on-one conversation because you've done so many other things during that time that they've been spending with you to really build that nurture that relationship and kind of explain and connect the dots for them. However, a lot of times we're leveraging online strategies. So people are kind of coming through to us. And so I've had sales appointments that have been set at 45 minutes. Now I know that feels really long, but depending on the investment and how that person may have come to that conversation. I do encourage everyone to qualify those leads because that is a lot of time, but it gives you way more time where you don't feel rushed and they don't feel rushed in being able to answer their questions. Obviously you don't need the whole time you can let them go, but I think that you need to really make the decision based on your business model 
what the activities and things you're doing before you get in that conversation. And then also, if you're newer, give yourself the gift of time so that you don't feel like you have to rush through this conversation. Of course, you can adjust it once you get more confident and comfortable. But I think that just saying that you should close a sale in 20 minutes and it's like a $10,000 or $15,000, $20,000 investment and you've never done it before is really a lot of pressure <laughs> to put on yourself. And so give yourself time where you can ask questions. They can ask questions. You know, you can give yourself time to really be able to walk them through the benefits of your program. You know, you know, give yourself the gift of time. And so 30 to 45 minutes may feel a lot more gracious and spacious than 20. Um, now, when we do live events and we're having those conversations in 20 minutes is different. But again, that's within the confound, confines of a live event. And there's a lot of activity with a live event. Hmm. So, okay. So you say you have uh, 15 years of experiences in leadership. So do you like train companies like you teach them about leadership or something? Or what, what, yeah, what? so I do lots of leadership training. These days, the leadership tends to come within your, so once you grow, as you're growing and scaling your business, there will get to be a point, depending on your vision, that you may want to hire a sales team or team period, right? <laughs> it may not just be a sales team. And how do you lead those people? How do you get your team to really buy into the vision so that they're doing what it is that you need them to do to really free you up. And I think a fear a lot of us have um, around hiring a team is I, I don't want the additional pressure or what if it doesn't work out or what if, you know, all those questions that go on in the back of our minds. And so part of what we do is being able to help business owners as they're growing and scaling to be able to build and lead effective teams so that they can have the businesses that they desire to have. Oh, so you help the company to train their staff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, on leadership and to help them to, is it to feel more confident about themselves and also to like be, to buy the company vision? Uh, All of the above, because I think sometimes, you know, sometimes we start businesses because we're excited about the, what we get to do, Right. Um, graphic designer may start a graphic design business because they like the design aspect of it. And then they realize one day, oh crap, you know, my business is growing, which is what they want. But now you have to think about other things outside of design. Um, my doctoral degree is in leadership. And so I love all things leadership. And so when, you know, as you're going through those different phases, even as a business owner, you know, a lot of times we start a solopreneur and then we may have a few independent contractors, maybe a VA or an OBM, you know, some other people. And then if we continue to desire to grow, we start to bring in other people to really help our team. And one of those, one is a mindset shift from going for individual contributor, whether it's in a job or even within your own business, to now that leadership role where you are making more decisions, you're operating, you're dealing with things that may be going on within the team versus your regular day-to-day -day when you're a solopreneur, you're actually getting to do the thing. And so, you know, helping people navigate that so that they know how to interact with their team members, so they know how to get people to buy into the vision to actually perform the things that they need them to perform to get those results is really important. And so I get to help clients do that. Wow, so you yourself also have a team of people that is helping you to 
Yes. Yeah, so we have a team that helps with, um, that helps at our events with, you know, just coming in and helping close sales. Uh, we've had team members that have been assigned, you know, different accounts. And so it's just really important to, you know, to continue to grow. So even for myself, I deal with some of those challenges, you know, myself, I'm not immune. I'm like, but I like this part. But as my business continues to grow, you know, I have to trust other people to help me. I don't have enough hours in the day to do all the things. And so, you know, I have to, I have to, you know, eat my own cooking, if you will, (laughs) and talk myself through like, well, Nadia, what would you tell a client to do? let it go. Okay, delegate it, let it go. And then, you know, hear how to put in your performance metrics to make sure the person's doing a good job and that sort of thing. Oh, yes, yeah, so true. You Sometimes we need to let go and believe and trust. Like what you say, um, this is the advice. So sometimes I would ask myself this question, like ask yourself the right question, you get the right answer. I mean, the better answer. So it's like, okay, so if I'm a business coach and if my student come to me and ask me, okay, what do I do next? So I ask myself the same thing, what do I do next? What are the things that I need to um, stay focused on? So I really just, I think recently I did that because I am not seeing direction. I'm not do. I can't see anything. So I asked myself back the same thing. Like, okay, I'm not good at giving advice to my student to help them grow their business, but I ask myself the same thing. Okay, if Abby come to Abby and ask for advice, what is the thing that I would do? So I like, <laughs> then I literally have the answer. Like, mm-hmm. the answer is there. It's whether you go and do it or not. Correct? If you need to go and do it. Yeah, correct. It's so true. So sometimes we need to let go, surrender or expectation. Like, no, just let go and just trust that everything is working out. So today, my affirmation for the day, I, I thought to share. La, like, uh, I keep saying I'm more than enough. I'm on the right track. I'm on the right mm-hmm. track. Yes. Then I say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Then I just move on with my day. So I keep, because as an entrepreneur or a business owner, sometimes when we're not going in the direction that we want, we tend to blame ourselves. We tend to find fault um mm-hmm. on ourselves like okay you didn't do this that's why this one had this thing happened but i think everything happened for a reason and everyone is on the right track whether you having sales or not having sales or your business is growing or not growing you are actually on the right track we are mm-hmm. we are all learning it's a learning experiences so or maybe you want to share more i think you are the expert for this so i let you do the <laughs> You know, it's funny. I just uh, completed my search training this weekend. And some of the, the ladies that attended, one of that, that was the question, you know, we talked about the sales, but then there's the lead piece. How do I get those conversations? And the timing from someone that's cold or that you don't have a relationship with to really warm them up and build that know, like, and trust factor. What does that time look like? And I think one of the biggest mistakes we make as business owners is we don't give ourselves enough time. And then, like you said, then we beat ourselves up. Then we spend time, you know, doing it. It's a vicious cycle. And so being more gracious in our businesses, giving ourselves more time to get things done. So we're not always pressured, you know, rushing around to get things completed, I think is really important. But understanding that it takes time to build relationships and when you think about your own personal relationships or if you've ever, if you're married or you've been dating or whatever, you know, there's sometimes certain people you hit it off right away and that sends a move faster. Other people, it's a little bit slower. And then you think about all the leads and prospects that you meet, they're going to fit in those similar dynamics. Give it time. 
And so you, you're depending on the different strategies you're leveraging in your business, just give yourself more time to really build that connection and focus on relationship building and nurturing and, you know, using a variety of tools or strategies to do it. But I think that we don't give ourselves enough time. Okay. And then that's when we start beating ourselves up because we think we failed, but it just may be that that person isn't quite ready yet. I've seen people come back years later and are like, I'm ready, you know? And it's like, really? What took you so long? <laughs> so obviously you need a mix of people, but there are people that are there, they're watching, they're dealing with whatever it is that they're dealing with. Um, I recently saw a statistic that said that customers will often, I think it was 60% of customers say no four times before they say yes. And if we give up after the first no, we are going to really struggle in our businesses. So we need to go into it with that. Obviously we have some immediate needs with our cash flow, but also thinking longer term, like how am I going to continue to build those relationships longer term to grow my business? Oh, yes. Okay, so now we're talking about sales, but how to get leads? Like, do you do email? Do you do what kind of thing? Do you like, you know, maybe you want to share a little bit of tips for those new entrepreneurs who are listening to this podcast? Because before sales, so there's used... something that we do to get that sales card. Yeah, so let's see. Well, there, pre-COVID, especially when I first started my business, I did a lot of speaking at in-person events, just really strategic about getting in the room with people because that face-to-face -face makes a difference and they really get to, you know, they get to see you, they get to experience you, they get to see your expertise and you're a real person. Um, so that was really helpful. But then you also need to make sure you have a solid follow-up system on the back end to really leverage all the effort that goes into that. Um, and then over the years, I've been able to build these relationships. So I've had a very successful, um, I feel it's successful, this uh, referral-based business, you know, word of mouth where people have experienced me. Like, oh my gosh, you need to go talk to Dr. Nadia. So that's been really good. And I wasn't able to really start there, but now that's somewhere. And where we are now at this iteration of my business at this stage is I'm like, this is nice, but I want to grow and I want to grow faster. So <laughs> So there's Nadia's time thing. I'm like, I want to go, go, go. Um, and so with that, we are now leveraging some other strategies around Facebook and Facebook ads. And, you know, how do I expand my reach leveraging technology? Um, but I'm also thinking, I'm very cognizant of the fact that it's, it could take time. And so what are the ways that we nurture and really build that relationship with people because I'm not attending as many events in person these days, you know, because of, and because I have the desire that I want to take my business to another level versus, you know, is that a good place now? But I'm like, you know, I want to push myself. Can we get it here? And so now I'm open to leveraging some other strategies. But here's the other thing I also wanted to point out, Abby. I also have the financial resources now at this stage of my business to be able to hire the right support to make a lot of those things happen for me versus in the beginning. I'm like, that sounds great, but I just didn't have the cash flow to support it. So I think um, it's important that people, you know, really consider their strategy, not only based on where they want to go, but being re realistic about where they are in this moment, knowing that once, as you continue to grow, you'll be able to implement a variety of strategies. 
Oh, yes. So just use whatever resources you have now and keep it going. And slowly when you grow, your revenue go up, then you can start to hire, find you. Find you find your agency to hire to hire teams <laughs> member. <laughs> Correct. That's true. You can do that too. <laughs> I think <clears throat> I think now it's not for me. Like uh, I saw a lot of article and a lot of like podcast show talking about how to find the right team members for your business. So I think you are the right person to ask. So maybe you want to share a bit of how to find the right team member for your business. Oh my gosh. <sighs> One be clear on what you need. I think sometimes you're like, I need support, but we're not really clear on what that support looks like. Also, no matter how experienced that person is, there still is a, le- a learning curve because they have to get to know you and your business and how you do it. So the more you can document that and make it easier for a new person that actually expedites their onboarding process so they can start to generate more results for you. Um, And then be honest. I think sometimes we hire people and then we don't give them the stuff that we hired them to do, right? I've hired VAs before in the past and I'm like, I need you to help me. I need you to assist me. And they're like, okay, give me some work to do. And I'm like, don't do it. You know, I don't give them the thing that I hired them to do. So we need to... We need to do that. We need to be clear. We need, you know, have clarity around it. <laughs> and it's like, Nadia, you're paying someone to be here and you're not giving them work. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so- I'm, I'm laughing like crazy because, yes, I hire you. Then I don't give them the things that they ask me to give them. I'm like, <laughs> I'm guilty as charged. So because I'm like, hmm, will they do it well or should I do it myself? I know I need the help, but. Mm, but I'm not willing to let go. What if they destroy my, you know, whatever thing? There's so many, yeah, the so many thoughts running through your mind, even though you. <laughs> so what you say is so true. All of that. <laughs> yeah, all that. So yes, be willing to let go a little bit of your workload, and just mm-hmm. trust that the person will do nice for nicely for you. And even if you do it in a phased approach, but I think we have to pause long enough, which is sometimes difficult because we're so busy, which is why we need help, right? To get clear on what we're going to let go, how we know that they're doing a good job. So we have to pause long enough to really think through those pieces. And I think sometimes we're not clear. We hire people, so they're not clear. And then we're unsatisfied. They're unsatisfied. And part of it is it's a massive miscommunication because there's a lack of clarity. And so the more that we can be clear about what it is that we need, the support that we need, our expectations, we can have those, you know, honest conversations and alleviate a lot of heartache and frustration. Yes, yes. Oh my God, so true. So I really enjoy this conversation with you. So... Uh, yes, you have so you have also a freebie for the audience. So I will post the link yes. in the and I mean in the de- description also of this podcast show. Then I also will share all of your social media um profile links f- for them to find find you, catch up on you, like find out about your work and all. And I also will follow you Facebook. Okay. I follow you all everywhere. <laughs> so any like last night, like, you know, advice or tips for 
I'm not, I'm not sure, like a seasoned entrepreneur or startup entrepreneur that you have overcome or struggled before and they can take it away? Oh my gosh. Oh, so many lessons learned. I think um, one of the things that keeps coming back, so like even with my freebie, Courageous Conversations at Convert, I think it really, that theme for me has been courage. It takes courage to start a business. It takes courage to grow a business. It takes courage, you know, to commit to doing the things that you want or, you know, to really go after your big dreams. And so I say, you know, telling people to continue to stay in that energy, those pot, that positive energy to give yourself the space and the grace to grow, make mistakes, um, but have the courage to get back up and do it again. Oh yeah. So true. Get back up and do it again. Like don't, yeah, it's so true. Everything you say, like every time when we feel something, we thought we feel, then we blame ourselves. Then we hide, we hibernate ourselves for a long yep. time. <laughs> you know, you made a mistake, you failed, the launch didn't work. What data, you know, can you gather, tweak it and do it, you know, get back out there because that's the only way you're going to learn. The only way you're going to learn. Yes, yes, so true. So uh, remember to give me your the Amazon link also so that and okay. do you know roughly when your challenge will you know start? Oh, Abby <laughs> Talk about being put on the spot, you know, let's say summer. Let's look at summer so maybe June, July ish we could do a challenge. That'll be fun. Okay, that's good, that's good. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. So June and July, I will catch up on you and ask you about that. I believe it. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> okay. Thank you for your time, uh, Dr. Thank Nadia. Thank you. Uh, have a great day ahead. I, I know it's um, Thursday, right? Eh, is it Thursday? Thursday morning for you. Yes, Thursday morning. Yep. <laughs> okay. Have a great day ahead and enjoy the you rest too. of your weekend. Thank you. Thank bye you. bye. Okay. Bye bye. Hey, Fast Father, thank you for tuning to this episode. I hope you guys have been enjoying all the episodes uh, for the past one year. And this is my one year anniversary for Fast Forward Your Entrepreneur Journey. And as a thank you gift for supporting my um, podcast show for so long, uh, me and Jima, my friend, my best buddy, has just done a, f- a lesson on how you can build your online course or program in 14 days and we'll be giving the free the first lesson for free so if you really want to get the first lesson for free you can just email me or join my facebook group impact lifestyle entrepreneur i'll paste all the link in the description and so that you can get the, the lesson for free so continue to support my channel thank you so much i appreciate you guys so much and i hope you guys enjoy every episode that i have launched and yes i'll continue to bring you more more like episode so that you can fast forward on your entrepreneur journey thank you